The Reds have made some moves today, adding five players to the 40-man roster in order to protect them from the Rule 5 draft. One of them was super obvious in Hunter Green. The other four are interesting. I've got Doug Gray from RedsMinorLeagues.com to tell us all about it, and then I'll react to it and tell you why I think this is good news for those of us that want to see Hunter Green on the opening day roster. That's coming up on today's Lockdown Reds podcast. Let's get going. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You have found the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr, super fan and addict of the Cincinnati Reds. Let's turn that addiction into information for you today. We're talking about the five guys the Reds added to their 40-man roster, Hunter Green, Alexis Diaz, Daniel Duarte, James Marinin, and... No, I think I did all that. Yep, that's good. That's where we're at, and we'll talk about that. Oh, and Alan Serta. Alan Serta was the fifth one. Forgot about him. I'm going to tell you all about that. I got Doug Gray here to explain who these guys are and why it's important that they were added to the 40-man roster. Uh, let's get into that conversation. All right, for our next segment, I wanted to go to the man who knows all things about Reds Minor Leagues. He is the owner of RedsMinorLeagues.com. He also is the owner of RedLegNation.com as well. He is friend of the podcast, Doug Gray. Doug, how you doing, man? I'm pretty good, Jeff. How you doing? I'm not doing too bad. For this news that just came out, I guess it's it's nice to have news about the Reds that isn't about somebody leaving. Uh, they added five guys to the 40-man roster. One of them was the most obvious guy ever, Hunter Green. He would have been eligible for the Rule 5 draft had they not kept him, and that would have been the dumbest thing they possibly ever could have done. <laughs> so obviously they put him on the roster. There were four other guys. Three of them you had mentioned in an article on RedsMinorLeagues.com the night before, and one of them who... Um, is a guy that I, I'm not familiar with the name Daniel Duarte, but he was on this list as well. What's your initial reaction to the five guys that the Reds kept or put on the roster? Well, <laughs> well you know, like you said, Hunter Green was very obviously going to be protected. Uh, Nick Crawl had mentioned it last week that, yeah, he's going to be protected, although we didn't need Nick's word on that. Like, we're all not stupid. <laughs> of course, they were going to protect Hunter Green. Um, you know, Alan Serta was a guy that I felt pretty confident that they would protect he's the only position player that they they added um you know he's a toolsy outfielder he can play center he can play right he can play left he's really mostly played center um long term he should be able to stick there just fine he's got good speed a lot of power potential now the big thing with him is there's some swing and miss in his game um he did improve his strikeout rate this past year from where he was in 2019 but he still he still misses a lot of pitches um but you know he he's definitely one of those boomer bust kind of guys um you know, he split his season between Daytona and low A, and he spent about the last month or so with Dayton and high A. You know, he's still a couple years away, but, uh, you know, you, you can see why they would protect him. A, a team that really isn't going to be trying to win next year probably would have taken a chance if they didn't protect him. So it, it makes sense. Um, now they, they picked up or added three pitchers to the roster uh, beyond Hunter Green, uh, which, you know, hey, if for some reason you don't know who Hunter Green is, let me give you a, a quick <laughs> little uh, scouting report on Hunter Green. He reached 105 miles per hour this year out in Goodyear. Uh, he reached 104 during the season. Uh, you know, he's got the fastest fastball in professional baseball, minor leaguers, major leaguers, whatever. He throws harder than everybody. Uh, you know, He was one of the youngest guys in AA and AAA this year. I think he only faced like 10 hitters all season that were younger than he was. 
Uh, this was his first year back since having Tommy John surgery back in 2019. Um, really good slider. He added a cutter this year, which doesn't use quite as much as his fastball and slider, but he uses it a little bit more than he uses his changeup, which really he he's he mixes it in a little bit against right-handers, but it's more of a pitch he uses against lefties than righties. Um, I, I think that that's the biggest key for Hunter Green moving forward to go from that guy who's been pretty darn good in the minor leagues to a good big league starting pitcher is, is the development of that changeup. Um, so obviously you're going to protect that guy, but the other three guys, you know, we'll, we'll start off with, uh, we got Alexis Diaz. Now he's a guy I thought that they would protect pretty easily. I think this was an easy decision for them. Um, you know, he pitched well in double A this year. He's got really good stuff. He's been up to 98 miles per hour consistently for the most part this past year, uh, which, you know, he made a big jump this year in, in his sustained velocity. Uh, you know, he had touched upper 90s in the past, but it was more like I'm going to throw 91 to 94, and then every so often here's here's a real hard one. This year he was throwing mid-90s and getting up to 98. Good slider. Um, solid control. Misses a lot of bats. I, I think there's a lot to like there. Very easy protection. I think that anybody would have taken him uh, if he had been unprotected. Um, you know, Daniel Duarte is a guy I didn't have him on my list. <laughs> Jeff, we actually talked about this right before we went on. That was totally a screw up on my part. I keep a list of all the guys that should be eligible. So he signed in the middle of the year. He wasn't on the list that I made in the preseason. I forgot about it. I'm an idiot. It happens. I'm not ashamed to admit that I, I forget things and I'm dumb. It's fine. Um, but, you know, he signed with the Reds in, in late June, and he spent like three weeks playing for the Reds before he went and pitched for Team Mexico in the Summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, he missed about a month of the season. So we're only talking about a guy who threw, you know, what was it? Let me look. 23 innings this year uh, of affiliated ball. Because he signed late, and then he spent time pitching in the Olympics. Uh, so there, there wasn't a lot to work with there, but he, he held his own. I, I think that when you look at the scouting report is kind of where you really see it. He's a guy, he sits 94 to 96. He'll touch higher than that. He's got a good breaking ball. Um, you know, he's got good control, but his command isn't great. And what that means, he can throw strikes, but he'll miss his spots within the zone. And I, I think that's kind of the biggest area for him that he needs to work on if he's going to go from a guy who, you know, again, is a, a good minor league pitcher to being a, a quality big league pitcher. He's got to you kind of hone in that command just a little bit more. Um, I, I think that right now he'd probably get in trouble with the big leagues if they just shoved him up there right now. But, uh, you know, he, he's just 24 years old. He's got time to develop. And, you know, again, these guys are going to have options over the next three seasons before they have to stick in the majors. So, you know, it's not really a big deal if they don't make it, you know, make the team out of spring training next year. Um, And then the last guy is James Marinin. Now, the Reds picked him up in a, I mean, it it was a nondescript deal back in 2018. Uh, You know, they they traded Dylan Floro and Zach Neal to the Dodgers for James Marinin. Um, Another relief pitcher whose name is skipping my mind right now, but he's no longer in the organization and uh, some international signing money that really they paid nothing for. It's just, hey, you're allowed to spend this now. Um, Now, Marinin did not get out to a good start this year. He actually did not make a club out of spring training. The Reds kind of said, hey, we want you to work on this, 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 and this, and, you know, we'll we'll go from there. And to his credit, he did everything the Reds asked of him. Um, You know, they they really liked what they saw. They sent him out to Daytona, and he struggled uh, in his first 10 starts. He was over six and a half. But he really started to put things together towards the end of the season. Over the last month, he gave up two earned runs in five starts that spanned 25 innings. That's not bad. He was sitting, yeah, he was sitting 96, 97 miles per hour in that time too. Really high spin rate, really high spin rate uh, breaking ball. You know, scouting wise, you can really see it with James Marinin. 
Now, he's battled inconsistency throughout his entire career. And, you know, that kind of throws up some red flags. But, I mean, you don't have to squint too hard to see where, hey, this guy, at the very least, he's got the makings of a good relief pitcher. And he's got enough that, you know, if things go right, he could be a starting pitcher in the long run. Um, and so, you know, it, it makes sense that they would protect him, especially since they have the roster spot. Coming up, I'm going to conclude my conversation with Doug about these five guys added to the 40-man roster because I'm going to ask him about two players that I think it's interesting that they weren't put on the 40-man roster, and they are uh, susceptible to being picked by another team whenever the Rule 5 draft happens. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Before we get into that, though, with this being Thanksgiving season, you're talking about Food galore, turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, but you can't forget about the dessert, pumpkin pie, apple pie, cherry pie, all the pies, all the sweets. You know what that makes me think? Boy, that's not healthy. I know, I get it. It's the holidays and calories don't count, but I know a way that you can get your sweet fix while also still being healthy. It's called Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market because you're not going to realize that you're eating something healthy. It's made with 100% real chocolate, but it's still got amazing stats. We're talking like 180 calories per bar, 18 grams of protein per bar, and you've got less than four grams of sugar, less than four grams of fat per bar. Check them out today at Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. Built Bar has doing all these great uh, sales and great limited flavors throughout the month of November and Next Friday, Black Friday, they're going to have some kind of crazy sale. You're not going to want to miss it, so you check it out at Built.com. Get yourself some Built Bar today. Use that promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. All right, let's conclude my conversation with Doug. Again, we're going to get into two guys who weren't kept on the 40-man roster, and I wonder if this precludes the Reds, because now they are at the full capacity of 40, if they're even going to participate in the Rule 5 draft. And and real quick, too, because I noticed that there were a couple of guys on the list. One, he's a name that I know because I remember when the Reds signed him through the international pool that I was like, oh, this could be cool. A guy named Alfredo. That would be fun to see. And then Joe Kunal, a guy that we saw in the major leagues a couple of years ago. Neither one of those guys were added. And so they are now available for teams to pick through the Rule 5 draft. Why do you think the Reds did not add them? Now, with a guy like Alfredo Rodriguez, you're looking at a glove-first guy. Um, you know, he can play middle infield very well. He can play third base if you need him to. I think that they're, they're taking the risk that nobody's going to take a guy that they see as a, a marginal bench player. Um, you know, teams uh, doesn't make sense to me. I always I always get really confused when teams try and hit grand slams in the Rule 5 draft rather than just try and fill out the roster with solid players, even if, you know, it's, hey, you know, we're picking up a sixth inning reliever or, hey, you know, we're putting together our, you know, 25th and 26th guy on the bench here. But, you know, every team needs those, but teams don't really tend to go for those in the Rule 5 draft. Uh, I think that teams are missing out on that. But uh, until teams start doing that, you know, you take chances that guys like Alfredo Rodriguez, who, you know, he has no power in his game whatsoever. Not He doesn't project for power. He's a singles hitter. And to his credit, he's actually hit for a solid average the last two seasons. Um but that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a guy who slaps the ball, makes a little bit of contact, and plays really good defense. Now, that's not entirely like incalculable valuable, or incalculable value. But you know, there there could be some value there for the right team. But at the same time, 
you might be able to find that guy or a guy just like that in minor league free agency that you don't have to, you know, sit there and pay league minimum to and keep on the roster all year. You can, you know, have that guy that you bring up if he's needed. And, you know, if you have to designate him for assignment later, well, so be it. Uh, you, you can't do that with a guy like Alfredo Rodriguez. So I, I think that that's why they left him unprotected. Um, you know, they, they just, they don't think that he'll be selected. Now, Joe Kunal, he was a guy that I wasn't sure about in terms of whether they'd protect him or not. I, I understand why you would, but I also understand why you wouldn't. And my watch is going off right now, so <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh, they uh, you know, they left him unprotected. Uh, he's coming off of shoulder surgery. Uh, he missed most of the 2021 season, but when he returned, the stuff was pretty good. You know, He was throwing in the mid-90s again. Uh, now, he's been up to 100 miles per hour in the past. He didn't get there this year. Um, but, you know, if he's throwing in the mid-90s now, you know, basically a year after the surgery, I, you know, to me, that doesn't seem like much risk of wondering, hey, is he going to be able to come back? He's throwing hard enough now that you can get big league hitters out, um, assuming everything else is there, of course. Now, he only pitched four games out in Goodyear, and he pitched four games in AAA before the season was over. So there's not a big sample size to work with there, but I think there was enough there for me personally to see where, you know, I think the team maybe maybe look at it and say, hey, he's got upper minor league success. He's been in the big leagues, so it's not going to be a shock to the system to throw him out there and see what happens. And, you know, for $120,000, $125,000, I think is the, the signing or the drafting fee right now, you know, maybe you take that risk and you see what happens in spring training. You know, give him a few more months away from surgery, bring him in there with your coaching staff, and see what happens. Because if he's the guy that he was in 2019, you know, for a league minimum salary, there's a lot to like there. So that that's the one that really surprised me the most. Um, but even so, I still wasn't sure if they were going to protect him like I was with, you know, Alan Serda, um, of course, Hunter Green. I felt really confident with Alexis Diaz. I felt marginally confident with James Marinin. So... Absolutely. And and I was surprised too, because I, I mean, obviously I knew the name and it seemed like he had something that they could possibly work with, but there, there's definitely some guys that I'm looking forward to watching this spring training. And I'll be honest, he was not one of the first names that I had thought of. Uh, he, Doug, you've got all kind of great stuff going on where you're talking about like rankings prospects, talking about this 40 man roster crunch and all that different stuff. Before I let you go real quick, does this preclude the Reds from participating in the major league portion, which I know that that is kind of up in the air with the CBA and all that different stuff, whether that's going to be in like February or whatever, but <laughs> right. with the 40 man roster being full, does this preclude them from participating in the major league portion of that? Both yes and no. Okay. If they don't make any more roster moves, then no, they can't, they can't select anybody because they don't have an open spot on the roster. Okay. But you know, between now and whenever the rule five draft does happen, you know, they could make trades to open up spot. They could designate someone for assignment. They could non-tender someone, which I fully expect at least one or two players to be non-tendered right now. And that will happen before the Rule 5 draft, and that would open up a spot. Uh, so I, I think that they'll have an open roster spot when the Rule 5 draft does happen. Um, but they are going to have to make some sort of move if they do want to participate. It's good to know. He is Doug Gray. He owns RedsMinorLeagues.com, and it's the best, single best place to find any coverage of the Reds farm system. you got to check him out today. And... Hey, float them a couple of bucks on Patreon too. Yes, I, I do have bills to pay, guys. So if you're if you're into the minor league stuff, I, I think I can help help you out get get what you need there. 
Always appreciate Doug's insight to the Reds minor league system and all the different minor league players. He has his fingers on the pulse of all the different teams, whether you're talking about the Tortugas, the Dragons, the Lookouts, or the Bats. And he knows a bunch of the scouts, too. So he's not just talking about numbers. He's not just talking about what he saw. He's talking about what they saw, and he's putting it all together. It is absolutely worth it to go to RedsMinorLeagues.com to just be up on everything going on throughout the Reds organization and the different players that are on the come up, like Graham Ashcraft, you know, guys like that. But again, this was something that when you're looking at adding to the 40-man roster, you know what, whatever, we'll, we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Before we talk about that, though, let's talk about BetOnline.ag. It's the number one online sportsbook that I trust, and you should too. Make some cash off your sports knowledge today at betonline.ag. Set up your profile and type in the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus, 50% more on your first deposit to help bankroll you some bucks. Head on over today, betonline.ag. They've got amazing lines when you're talking about basketball, football, college basketball, college football. They've got UFC. They've got boxing. They've got off-season lines for baseball. They've got NHL. They've got it all at betonline.ag, plus your favorite Vegas casino games. Set up your profile today with the promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus and start making some cash off your sports knowledge today. Betonline.ag is the only online sports book that I trust, and it is where the game starts. All right, so let's wrap this all up because... With the Reds adding five guys to the 40-man roster, including Hunter Green, they are telling us, number one, they really trust these guys. They trust their development process. That's the biggest thing with protecting a guy on the 40-man roster. They don't want somebody else to come in and scoop them up. And like Doug said, there are some easy guys here that if they weren't protected, they were going to be picked like that. Alexis Diaz. I mean, Hunter Green's an obvious one. They were always going to do it. In fact, Nick Cross said that a couple of days ago that they were going to protect him. But you knew that. I knew that. Anybody that knows anything about baseball knew that. And when it comes to the Rule 5 draft, we're talking about like amateur, draft, uh, amateur p- players who were drafted 2017 and before and college players who were drafted 2018 and before. That's why there's some guys who didn't have to be protected, like Nick Lodello and guys like that. But you're looking at the Joel Kunals of the world, who it's like, ooh, he's probably going to get picked by somebody. And Alfredo Rodriguez is an interesting case to me because I I understand where Doug's coming from about the singles-only hitter. I wonder if they give him a shot. It felt like they might have given him a shot last year in spring training. He just didn't wow enough. But I think they might give him a shot to at least be a bench guy this season. But not being on the 40-man roster makes me think that that's a completely wrong thought. So, yeah, whatever. We'll see what happens come spring training time. Again, there's some trades that are probably going to happen. So the 40-man roster might change a bit. But as of right now, it's full. And with the fact that Hunter Green is on the 40-man roster, I think that that is another step in the right direction toward committing to him being part of this opening day roster. A guy that, sure, if you're going to sell us on the idea of taking a step back financially, at least get him going. At least get Nick Lodello going on their major league careers because I think they're going to be special. I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch and key members of this starting rotation for years to come. Let's get it going this year. And I understand there's people out there that try to advocate for the service time manipulation. Where were you with Jonathan India? The Reds didn't worry about service time manipulation with him, and he's Rookie of the Year. 
I think that this could be a pretty good thing if they start Hunter Green, not necessarily be the opening day starter, but be on the roster on opening day and be like the, I don't know, probably be the third or fourth starter, I think, maybe the fourth. Uh, but that'll be something that we worry about whenever we come to it. And I liked that Alan Serta got some recognition here because it was like Doug said, he wasn't super consistent, but man, if you go back through and you look at like his game logs for this past season, he had some games. He has some stretch of games too, where it was like Homer, 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 double, triple, Homer, just crazy hitting. And sure, he had some dry spells, but I like the upside with him, and I'm interested to see him develop further. James Marinin, like he said, is also interesting too because the numbers aren't going to jump out at you except for that last month. But thinking of what he could become would be very valuable to this team. He could be a possible depth starter, maybe, you know, fourth or fifth guy, or who knows, he could be a nice trade ship as well. (laughs) Coming over in the Dylan Floro trade is an interesting one, thinking about Dylan Floro and the fact that he wasn't here for very long, but when he was here, he was a really good relief pitcher, and then the Reds flipped him like that. They, like, didn't even wait. It was weird. But with the news today about the 40-man roster being full, I do wonder, and this isn't even just the Rule 5 thing, and didn't have a whole lot of time to talk with Doug. This would have been something we would have gotten into had we had more time. But I wonder if this means that the Reds are going to sign anybody. Like, not just go out and get Major League minimum guys, but and it's probably something that, again, will be answered whenever they make some trades. But usually at this point in time, they're kind of working on some deals. They're kind of close to adding some pieces, so they leave a spot or two open on the 40-man roster. They filled it up this time. They got it full. There's no more room to add people, at least so far as you're talking about major league contracts are concerned. So I wonder what that means. I think uh, it's going to continue to be kind of quiet until we hear of some kind of big trade for the Reds at least for the immediate future. We'll keep our eye on that here on the Lockdown Reds podcast, though. Thank you so much for watching right here on YouTube. Thank you for listening on your favorite app. Make sure that you're following me there, that you don't miss anything that I've got for you each and every day talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Hopefully you have a great weekend. Go check out the Lockdown Bets podcast. They'll help you make some cash over on betonline.ag as your boy Q and Lee Sterling have been pretty good about making the right pick and helping you make some cash. That's Lockdown Bets. Just like Lockdown Reds, free and available wherever you get your podcast. But as for me, I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Hey, it's the off season, but we're Lockdown Reds every single day.